Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 38, 39, and 40 of The Fires of Heaven, An Old Acquaintance, Encounters in Samara, and The Wheel Weaves. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 5, Episode 17, Episode 111, for those that are keeping count. Um, and we do have a new patron this week, So, and they are in chat, so welcome, Miss DK. Um, Yay. Hey, we appreciate Yeah. Yay. Yeah, welcome, one, one, one. welcome, mm-hmm. um, And then as far as Patreon, other Patreon news, um, uh, David's episode, I released that finally today. It took a while because I was on vacation. I'll get to that personal life. And I procrastinated and realized I hadn't edited yet. And then I talked to Remy, um, our other uh, Bella tier, and she is coming on in a few weeks. So we, 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 we finally rescheduled. Um, yeah, so uh, I, she said stuff was going on with her life, but um, I didn't get into details, so nor do I really want to. <laughs> we always have stuff, we understand yeah. stuff, 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 I understand stuff, stuff, yeah, stuff's yeah. good. Um, uh, sorry, giveaways go. Um, well, uh, there are a couple going on right now, and by the time this comes out, this next one I'm gonna announce is gonna be over with. So, you should have came to live, live is open to all now, so you should be coming to our live shows on our Discord. So you get to hear it. In fact, I'm going to do this giveaway on our Discord. I do have one going on right now for Discord, but I'm going to do another one. It's going to be more short term. I'll probably make the announcement either later tonight or tomorrow night. So Jordan Khan emailed me tonight saying that it is official that we three have media passes, which means that we have extra passes that we have purchased. So I'm going giveaway. So rather than just um, um, try to sell them, I've seen some people trying to do that if they have extra tickets. Um, I'm just going to give them away. So we're going to do giveaway on discord. I'll call it some really cool thing. I'm going to give both of them to the same person rather than do each one, just in case someone like has a couple or something that wants to come. I started thinking about it since it's two. Um, if it was three, I would have done it individually, but um, we already had the third one given away. So, yes. so the two um, uh, we'll just do it as a pair. So you can win two tickets to Jordan cons. So you and a friend or significant other or whoever, uh, if you missed the sellout of JordanCon and it got sold out and you really wanted to go and now the tickets are sold out, because um, I think, yeah, they are sold out, um, you can still win tickets from us. So, yeah. We're dope. We're awesome. And, and, and bring some alternate personality with you. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be another human being. Just yeah. two-face it. Yeah. Mm. I might put some uh, some rules in the, in the contest or whatever. If someone wins it and I turn around and see them selling tickets immediately, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, Recycle like, uh, back into the giveaway or, you know, yeah. we'll find someone in the community that needs a plus one. Find someone that actually wants to go. Um, so Profits. Yeah. I can see I can see someone doing that. Uh, my teenage self would probably do something like that. Like yeah. that's something I, that's something I would do. I've done it a number of times. I like money. Say what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I really want this to go to someone that that really wants to go though. So that's, yeah, no, yeah. Um, so um, personal life. Um, as I mentioned, I was on a little mini vacation last weekend. My wife and kids are still down there uh, at the beach, um, which is really cold right now. So I. Well, it's off season. So um, 
Oh, so Will Reeves, they have to be transferred by Thursday. Cool. Well, we'll do the giveaway tonight and we'll announce a winner tomorrow. So it's going to be um, a really quickly, quick turnaround. Hey, <laughs> beautiful people. What cool. What is it? Oh, I can't remember now from Tiger. Okay. Oh, you, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Cool cats and kittens. Look at this ticket. <laughs> so more, more, more incentive to, to listen to us live. So, you know, these things are coming. Um, so personal life wise, uh, like I said, um, went down to uh, the beach, came back early because I had to work and I'm home alone. Uh, they're coming back tomorrow and then turning around and going right back to the beach on Saturday because one of our other friends has a beach house for the next week. So I'm Yay. just going to be, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to fly my kite so high in top sail that you'll be able to see it from where you are. Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we, we were going to do the math on that. I think I need about 650 feet. I don't know. A thousand we, feet. We, yeah, we were, but, but then also how small it is. I don't know if I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Well done, Chris. Well done. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, duck. Um, which I did I didn't realize this. And duck actually, even though it's about like 30 miles from Virginia Beach, you can still see on the clear day, you can see the high rises of Virginia Beach and duck. Oh, that's cool. You yeah. can't see well, the I mean, shore, if, if you, you go by top. beach, it's actually not that far. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you draw by yeah. beach, it's about 30 miles. By road, it's yeah. a lot longer than 30 miles. Right. It's, but by beach, it yeah. is um, maybe a little longer than that. But you can see the high rises. So you can't see like the land. No you can see the tops of the towers. Too cool. Yeah. It's yeah. so good old um, and duck. And then they're going to be in Mag's head next week. So um, as far as other personal life, this weekend's my birthday. So um, not sure what I'm doing yet. Probably drinking heavily. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Much rejoicing. Um, last so, year of the 30s, bro. It is the last year of the 30s. Mm. I'll be 39. Remember when we thought 40 was old? Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah, think that's not. I, I still think 40 is old. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of old. It's kind of where old. I'm from. If you make it to 40, <laughs> it's funny. It. Like I realized something. Like there is no age where like the older generation does not finally admit that you're older. Like, like I figured like when I was in my 20s, I was like in the 30s, and like I say, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm old now. Like people that are older respect that. And then I started saying like, you know, yeah, I'm 30 years old. Oh, you're a young buck. And then, you know, I started talking to people that are in their sixties, like, yeah, I'm almost 40. Yeah. You're a young buck. I'm like, <laughs> at what point am I like, I was 70 years old and 90 year olds. Like, ah, oh, like young lad. <laughs> I, have, I have advice for you, Alan. Uh, <laughs> well, this would be awkward for you. I was going to say, hang out with teenagers. Um, I can only get away with it because my kids are teenagers, my older ones. And they definitely remind me that I'm old constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got reminded I was old. I'll tell you about it in personal life. Okay. All right. Well, that's all for my personal life. So what's going on with you guys? So um, I had a little midlife crisis, had to remind myself that I work for no man and I do what I want. So for dinner tonight, I had beef jerky and Skittles. Ooh. Because I can. Yeah. I was I eating, ordered, I, I, I pulled I stuff out to cook and I said, screw it. I should, I should have mentioned this. I ordered Domino's tonight because I'm home alone and <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Get you a bowl of ice cream afterwards too. Pizza. I'm a grown ass man. I can do that. Um, No other big updates. Uh, Still doing this medical transition unit thing. They're fixing my leg. I got some dry needling done. That is the weirdest thing in the world. I love dry needling. And well, so the muscle they're trying to relax is. I mean, there's a fancy like P word for it, but it's pressed up against like my. Uh, not my hip, my pelvic, yeah, patella, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
anyway, so they get the needle like right like on the edge of the muscle and going through the fat. Not that mm-hmm. big a deal. But once it hits the muscle and they start tapping it into oh, the muscle. Yeah. Oh, and then on one end, he kind of just gave it an extra tap. And I swear it like tapped the bone and I just <laughs> wretched pain. <laughs> but once he once he had it settled and I sat there and got to relax it, it did relax that muscles. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not fixed yet. I got more to go. We'll see how long this takes. It's getting a little frustrating now. I try to do a little gym time and any little thing I do just aggravates it. So like I'm fine so long as I only get up and do stuff like casually walk around and go places for maybe a couple hours a day. But if I do any more than that, it really starts hurting. Mm. So, so like what I'm supposed to do, just lay in a bed the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I guess I could be in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, there you go. Let's be grandpa. Be grandpa. That, yeah. that medical release will be something, if nothing. But yeah, I, I want to say if I want them to get this to one hundred percent, I've got a, I got a lot left in me. Yeah, I know you do. You're young, so. but <laughs> <laughs> depends on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> um, but heading to the beach this weekend. Got my kids for spring break. It's gonna be fantastic. Um, doing that with Meredith and her family. I've I've met all of them by now, and they're just awesome people. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. And like Alan said, it is a little cooler still, but we are showing up with a lot of board games, and I'm super excited about that. That's cool. Nice. Uh, so this weekend I tried something new. First off, I got my car back. It's it's fixed. It's Yay. running like a champion. So I'm excited Yay. about that. Uh, went and saw my grandma. She's visiting family down in South Carolina. She's doing phenomenal. She can step up two stairs now. Like mm. that's a huge, huge, huge improvement from who's her physical we therapist. That's who I need to see. I know, like, dude, I can't do that right now. <laughs> at 92, when you break your femur, that's supposed to be a death warrant. And she's like, I get to go back home in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome. what you call stubborn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no other answer for it than just flat out stubbornness. Um, but that was all good. And then, uh, I had Monday off because today I started the new job. But um, so Monday, I met a friend, a new guy um, through Chanel, my fiance. He is another spouse of a Novant employee. So I met him a few weeks back and he had mentioned going mountain bike riding. And I was like, well, I go on the greenways, but I don't do the mountain bike thing. He's like, ah, but you'd, you'd enjoy it. You really would. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then he calls me up Sunday. He's like, so we're still going Monday, right? And I'm like, uh sure that's my first time ever mountain bike riding i hit three trees nice (laughs) hey did did you burn your legs up going uphill oh my god yo talk about the workout i'm Mm -hmm. still feeling the world like i've never wheelied a bike so much in my life i feel it in my shoulders i feel it in my legs my lower back and like i said like I, i didn't fall off the bike once but when i tell you i was flying through some trees <laughs> yeah. and i left some some trees on the ground and i hit one tree with my shoulder and i like bruised my shoulder entirely it like full-on break and i just like stayed there you know you just kind of pause in time <laughs> yeah. and then one time i hit this corner and i like lean into it and then I get like stabbed in the knee. So I've got a nice little gash in my knee. But I had a phenomenal time. Like it was absolutely yes. crazy. My my fiance's sister goes, Aren't you a little too old and a little too big to be doing these things? You need a GoPro and a good insurance plan. They they make they make bikes for dudes like you. It's all it's all good. 
Well, and I was on one. Like I definitely, I was booking it down those daggone mountains. And, you know, you see that what, like your mind changes when you're doing it and you can see so much more and you like almost can sense the, the roots and the turns. And I'm telling you, I've never felt more like alive in a moment than when I see that that drop coming and you just know there's absolutely nothing you can do about it so you just have to be ready to as soon as you hit make adjustments and it was like an adrenaline junkie oh man i like it it. so good anyway that was that was my monday and then today i started my new job and that was phenomenal i i think i'm really gonna enjoy it and have a good team to work with and a lot of flexibility and opportunity for growth so it's pretty cool yeah awesome yeah um when we were, my wife and I went to San Francisco a few years ago, we decided to do the tourist thing. We rented bikes to go because you can ride your bike across the Golden Gate Bridge, mm. which is pretty cool. Um, but they didn't tell you everything you have to ride through to get there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this one hill that, I mean, it's like straight up. Like we had to mm. actually get off and walk in our bikes up it because I was like in first gear, like, <laughs> like die. Like both my, my wife is in a whole lot better shape than I am, and she was dying. We we're like, yeah, I'm just gonna walk up this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you gotta be conditioned for that. Yeah, we got to the top of it. Beautiful views, but um, but yeah, it was uh, it's 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 quite a big hill. Um, they're pretty cool. Yeah. But then after that, it's all downhill, so you just like ride all the way down. Um, Oof, I hate bridges. Yeah, I hate well, I hate bridges. Well, Golden Gate's a really tall bridge, so it's. Kind of cool. Even worse because I hate heights and I hate bridges. Oh uh, yeah. Well, where you ride your bike on the Golden Gate Bridge, you're like around the edge. I mean, there's Oof, big no. there's big, I mean, there's a fence that's like you that makes it so people I'm bigger jump. than most fences. That's a big fence. <laughs> <laughs> and it has like the curve on the top to keep people from jumping because that's apparently a thing that people do. Um uh, to commit suicide and stuff of like that. Um uh, oh yeah, that's right. So, uh, but yeah, scroll and try to dodge and then go right through a fence. The only problem is like people also walk on the bike path. So it's walk and bike Mm. and there's no like separate lanes because it's really narrow. So you're just weaving in and out of people. It's, Mm. it's like, it's really interesting, but it's still fun. It was very touristy, but fun. We enjoyed it. That's cool. I mean, that's a bucket list thing to do. That's something I would do if if I saw that opportunity while I was there. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Exactly. We got lost on the way back. It was fun. Ended up in the wrong part of town. You know, thought we were getting robbed. <laughs> and our bikes the best had adventures. And our bikes yes. had like little fanny packs attached to the handlebars, like because they're tourist rental bikes or whatever. And like here we are riding through like the tenderloin, which is the really, really rough, rough area of San Francisco. <laughs> and like in <laughs> our little rental bikes with hel- helmets on and little fanny packs on our bike. Like yeah, every little bell. Oh, ching, ching. Yeah, we're, like we're about Excuse to get me. jumped. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in danger. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, it was fun. Um, but yeah. So anyway, you guys ready to get into this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, all right. So chapter 38, an old acquaintance. And our symbol is the wheel of time symbol. Um, so we start right where we left off. Like Nynaeve sees the guy with the dot nut that she recognized, Uno, and starts running after him. And she finally catches up to him. And yep, it's Uno. And this is a really, really fun uh, interchange. I, I just enjoy this so much. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, do we get a prize for guessing this right? Even though it was painfully obvious. It, I don't think you have a prize for this one. <laughs> Dang. I tried, Chris. I tried. This, this is a T-ball. Um, you know, I'm not even going to say softball. This is, you know. The... <laughs> yeah. I, I am starting to appreciate, uh, you know, Nynaeve represents those of us that are really shitty at remembering 
important details and names. Like she couldn't remember the name of the, the city she was trying to go to. And I was kind of giving her crap about that. And then like, she had some significant interaction with the Shinarans and you would think Uno's one that would definitely stand out. And even though she got his name right, like she struggled. She was like, wait, uh, Uno, right? Is that, is that right? And as much as I wanted to judge her and I have to apologize for giving her crap about forgetting the name of the city, I was like, wait a minute, that's me. That's the sort of shit <laughs> I always forget. Like you could tell me your name 50,000 times or like a location 50 million times. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what'd you say? So, uh, yeah. Me. I mean, I agree with you. I definitely, I'm a forgetful person too, but the dude has how many eyes? <laughs> right, that one should And be he has good. a top knot. Like, oh, like, I, should I be a good have, boy. But she did get it. She just she did. struggled yeah. briefly. Like, wait a minute. I yeah. think I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but also love she's trying not to cuss the entire time. It's just great. Well, not at first. <laughs> not no, at, not at, at first, first, it's every other word. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, you're Nina. She's like naive. He's like, oh. And in his mind, he's probably thinking, I bet you didn't remember my name either until you looked me in the face and saw I only had one eye. Right. <laughs> Gives it away. Yeah. But yeah, before he can really talk too much, like he grabs her by the arm, pulls her away. Uh, she tries to pull free. It's like, we can't talk here. Like, let's find some place prior to talk. Um, and, you know, he, then he starts his whole entire tirade of, of cussing. Yeah. What is it? Uh, bleep, what bleep, am I, bleep, bleep, what bleep. Am I flaming, flaming trying, trying, to, trying to do? To do is take you where you can flamely t- well talk. <laughs> Without, Without being, being torn, torn to flaming bits <laughs> by flaming folk trying to kiss your flaming him when they find out you're flaming no the Lord Dragon. So many flamings. So many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think this is a really, like you said, really cool uh, exchange because you can tell that right away he realized the severity of the situation he was put in whether mm-hmm. she knew it or not like she has direct contact to or you know influence on the dragon reborn mm-hmm. and they are in a town where people are completely and entirely obsessed with the dragon reborn and for mm-hmm. her it's just rand right like he will forever and for always will be just rand right and to everybody else around them, he is literally like the bringer of the light. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That and is. I love how she puts him in his place. I yeah. thank you to moderate your language, Master Uno. And I will thank you to slow down too. We are not running a foot race. So, I mean, she definitely picked up her airs really quickly. She's been being put in her place quite a lot. So to see the real naive kind of come back to light, that was pretty cool because yeah. I, I missed her. Like, I appreciate the fact that she's being humbled a little bit more. But, you know, in my mind, she's this really cool badass that's going to become, you know, somebody awesome. And lately she hasn't really proven herself. So there's that. Yeah. 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 And, you know, the first thing she says, or one of the first things she says after he calms down is like, hey, I need to get the tier. Um, can you find me? He's like, I might have enough coin to get you there. Um, you know, there's a room that Rand's there, but, you know, we'll have to talk to, we'll have to, talk to the prophet. And the prophet. The prophet of the dragon. We knew this guy was going to be trouble. <laughs> yep. You guys caught a whole other book ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is not going to, it's not going to turn out good. Just radical yeah. and, Yeah. When we last left him, he was just like preaching on the street on like a soapbox, right? Yeah. But now he has like a like 
well, we'll get to that, but <laughs> it's not, not quite the same anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, he's basically created a whole religion, a cult around it. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, and the whole time while they're having this conversation, of course, he's trying not to swear, which is also hilarious. And she's finally like, okay, how about just like maybe one per sentence? And you can see him start trying to count <laughs> like how many words he said before you can cuss again. I mean, I, I love their interaction because she like brings to light the fact that Elaine is part of the group. And he's mm-hmm. like, huh? And she's oh, like, yeah. you saw her. You yeah. looked at her legs like you stared her down. You were grumbling about how she had the face like a bloody queen. And he's like, oh, she shouldn't be doing that. What on earth is she doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, this so gruff funny. guy that just curses every other word is like immediately taking this very like protective instinct type uh attitude towards all of them like what oh my gosh like why do you, you join you guys that? i need to join you guys right now and protect you guys and uh, he's like oh we're fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we've all been in that situation where we just feel like somebody needs us sister mm-hmm. cousin whomever mother whatever and they look at you and they're like why are you bothering like leave me alone like leave, leave what i'm doing alone so i think you know that that was kind of the feeling at first but then Nynaeve's wheels returning and she's like what more can I get out of this situation yeah well she asked them like what they're doing there and apparently Maureen had sent them there to find some guy um but he ended up being dead so then they just started being the prophet or Masima started being the prophet and that's when she learns that Masima is the prophet and yeah yeah well first he starts slipping into cursing again <laughs> and yeah. then she hits him again did your mother never teach you to talk decently man like come on <laughs> you you tried for like five seconds and went right back into it mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah it was great it was but yeah so so i mean what do you i, I guess this chapter won't really get too much into the, pro- the next chapter but it's a really short chapter it pretty much just sets up hey it was going to cuss a lot I'm willing to help, but we got to go see the prophet first. Um, I mean, eventually, you know, agrees to take Nynaeve to Masima, but warns her uh, not to mention Tarvalin because uh, Masima is not friendly towards Aes Sedai at all. No, my, and there's some other important nuggets in here. Like, I mean, simply the fact that Masima is the only one feeding them at this point. So, mm-hmm. like, his, his power is really coming because he's able to provide for them. And I think this plays a, you know, a role later on in the next couple of chapters but but he's running know, an extortion racket and he's pretty much like i pay for your protection it's it's a mafia type exactly. <laughs> yeah i mean that and that's exactly how he's running things i know we're not there yet but you're yeah. kind of getting a glimpse into the fact that he's ruling out of people's need like when you can't meet those bottom rung hierarchical needs of food water and shelter you have to find a way to get it and here he is providing for everyone and I mean, that's, that's noted here. You, you can't beat the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done worse things than following a crazy prophet for money. I mean, <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. Like sleeping in a sleeping bag. Yeah, or, yeah, or just awesome. hanging out with me. You know, that's a... It's, yeah, <laughs> the d- drag competitions. I mean, I was like, no way. I don't want to go to that. And they're like, oh, there's, there's, a, cash, there's a cash reward for first and second place. I was like... Uh, sign me up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do I look pretty? <laughs> uh, I forgot about you doing drag balls. That's what yeah. ecology. Does. I like <clears throat> I like food, and food costs money. So I guess I like lattes. Oh, you mm-hmm. like lattes? We should totally get lattes. Still, my favorite moment of you drag is when you went to Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
Um, oh, yeah. And then you went to the IHOP afterwards. Fantastic. <laughs> and started, started to fight with some random dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I stayed in character. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we weren't that far from the theater there in Norfolk. So, like, yeah, the, yeah. you'd think they wouldn't be too surprised by that. I mean, they do the Rocky Horror Picture Show there fairly often. I mean, right. it's one of their sticks. So, anyways, yeah. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. of spankings. Lots of spankings. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> so, there's not much more else. To this. I mean, any other things you got to cover from this chapter? I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a pretty short chapter. It's not a- yeah, did we lot, we mentioned but... how they're tossing around the idea about maybe he'll find you a boat sort yep. of thing, and that's also kind mm-hmm. of the motivation for him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it may, it makes sense. Yeah. But I, but Nynaeve is definitely you know she thinks about this later, not quite yet. She's definitely strained from the mission. You know, we run into instances where she's like, "Don't channel, don't channel," because she didn't want to get found out. But she's definitely pretty far away from where she should be at this point, and getting further away. You know. Mm-hmm. So. In company with some dudes that clearly people are looking at them. They're standing out a little bit. So a little risky here, but all right. Yeah, good potential yeah. reward. I'm down with it. Yeah. Anything else, Chris? No, I was gonna say what well, we know that there's many encounter encounters in Samara. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I, yeah, I think this next uh next chapter definitely yeah, encounters in Samara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has a lot more. Chapter 39, uh, Encounters with Samara. Um, yeah, this, this is really where I think you get a lot of meat about the prophet and the, and the, that whole organization, the, the prophet, the dragon. So start out with Nynaeve. Uh, yeah, in the chapter symbols, the dragon. Um, but Nynaeve follows Una through the streets. Uh, they meet up with some other Shinarans, uh, Regan, um, uh, who proceeds uh, to tell them where Masima's staying. Um, you know, they, um, and when they go to enter, both Una and Reagan have to give up their weapons, even though they're, because uh, in the presence of the well, prophet. Before we get that far, I want to bring up an observation of the white cloaks are watching, mm-hmm. but they're so preoccupied and on edge that no one really sticks out to them. Oh, like yeah. You would think, you know, Uno being who he is, he would at least be somebody to draw big attention. Mm-hmm. but they're so preoccupied with what could occur at any point in time, which we know there's a lot of tension going on that this is really the perfect opportunity. I know we said, you know, here she is, and I need you straying away from the path, but you know, this is an opportune time for her to go and explore and learn more and to make some things happen mm-hmm. without much attention being drawn to her. So though she made a very dumb move because she hasn't really even interacted with Uno. She's having faith in the fact that he is still loyal to Rand, which is absurd. She's been betrayed multiple times at this point. Yeah. You would think she would have learned her lesson, but... She she might remember, you know, when she was introduced to the Shinaran culture, which is very similar to Land the Man, who she mm-hmm. had a little crush on. True. Uh, I'm sure she got to know that culture quite a bit. And they had a lot of reverence and respect for the Aes Sedai. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, she also knows they're, you know, they're men of their word. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess it might've been like a little bit of a, a relief because of all that betrayal and everything she's gone to, maybe just running into someone like this. It was refreshing for her that she could trust them. And I will say, this is another, you brought up a good point, Chris, about how the situation, the, the, the pattern is ripe right now for, 
Nynaeve to do what she needs to do to move about with this guy that maybe she ought to stand out in a crowd and she should be easy to pick out and everything. But there's this hustle and bustle in this city. Uh, I'd assume it's kind of a cultural melting pot right now with all the different people coming in there. Mm-hmm. You have all the different circuses and shows and everything. As I'm reading this, even in my mind, there's just this constant background noise of people selling stuff and jugglers off to the side. And it's just kind of loud and chaotic. So in a bazaar. In a, yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of a maybe they got lucky or maybe Tavira Nesk that you know, she had covered just from the situation in front of her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, possibly. Then they made the way to see the prophet, and you're yep. right. It's like, yeah, you can go see him, but you need to strip yourself of everything because he's been targeted once or twice, which, I mean, he's a radical. What radical is there that has not been targeted and was oh, killed? Yeah. yeah, most are. I mean, <laughs> even... It, it, even even peaceful people that consider around i mean even gandhi was shot so i mean i mean like, you think of like all yeah. people like that mother Teresa is the only one that hasn't been touched yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of different ways you can rise to power mm-hmm. but no matter who or in what time period all throughout humanity once somebody rises to power there's other people that want to take a shortcut to get there and the easiest shortcut is to take them out you know or or put them down or you know just be very negative towards your opponent, spread mm-hmm. false rumors, all that jazz. So, but yeah, you always got a target on your back. People looking to take a short to, shortcut to climb that ladder. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when they get there, they say that the prophet's busy right now. Uh, can't talk right this second. And they see her, see the prophet talking to a woman. She's wearing lots of jewelry and naive surprised that, you know, they're talking about laws and Gilladon and, can't really figure out who this woman is and then sees the woman hand over like a bunch of jewelry jewelry to him and gets explained that you know all the money gets collected goes back to the poor are the people the people in need and you know that they're this is what they I mean, do you, there was the gross overlook of the fact that literally the prophet was like you need justice i'll give you justice if 12 people will come with the person as witness we can have his hand chopped off or we can take his winky or we can you know, hang them from a tree. All we need is 12 witnesses. I call that justice. Mm-hmm. And you, you're encouraging mob rule with that. That is a horrible, like, yeah. framework for justice. That's, yeah. yeah. And he did it so flippantly, so nonchalantly. It's just like, you know, what I think that the quote was just like, henceforth, a man who steals will have his right hand cut off. A man who interferes with a woman or insults her honor or commits murder will be hung. A woman who steals or commits murder will be flogged. If any accuser and finds 12 who will agree to it, it will be done. Let it be so. And this woman's literally like graveling at her feet. Yes, okay, this is the law now. And naive though she has lack of knowledge, she's like, this isn't how Gilladon law works. Mm-hmm. Like, this makes no sense. Where's the king or queen? Like, who's in charge? You, know, you were just looking at her. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's the one who just gave up all of her gold and grow. She just got shut down. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of scary. So this is the fourth person in six months. Or hold on, did I misread that third? No, it was many. It was yeah, yeah a few, uh, quite yeah. a few. Yeah. So I think I would be doing the same thing. Whatever you say, Lord Dragon Prophet, sir. I'll call you the Dragon himself if you want. Yeah. You know. Right. And that's, I mean, I think Nynaeve says she must be an idiot. And the character's like, no, she's pretty smart, actually, uh, to do what she's doing right now. 
a little hypocritical of naive because when you think about it, there's been plenty of times so far where she's had to even reluctantly swallow her pride and focus on the bigger picture, uh, do and say things that is a little out of character for her. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I think if Nanive took the time to really reflect on what Uno tells her here, um, she might appreciate this woman a little bit more. Actually pretty mm-hmm. smart that instead of showing up with no gold and jewelry and inviting him to come to her and then take what he wants, she shows up with things that she's, it's her, it's her choice. She decided this is what I'm going to give him as mm-hmm. tribute or whatever you want to call it or tax or, mm-hmm. I mean, he's essentially stealing it, but yeah, it's, it's kind of smart of that lady. He's mm-hmm. Robin Hood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Robin, Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so the woman leaves and naive um, and Una and Reagan, um, you know, approaches Seema. <laughs> Seema immediately starts to comment on Nynaeve's appearance because she's still in the dress that she was going to wear to perform. So Nynaeve hits him right back immediately. Yep. I was even I was taken aback by this. I was like, man, I would have expected this in some sort of internal monologue, but she didn't even hesitate and snap back at him. It was like, like, what, what makes you think it's okay for you to say that to me? What makes you think it's okay for you to say that to any woman? Like, have you, who are you to, you know, tell me what I can wear, can't wear, whatever. So that more power to her. I mean, the way he said it though, was completely accusatory and like made her look like the devil. It's, what is it? Yep. Such garments are worn to entice men and for no other reason. Thoughts of the flesh distract the mind from the Lord, dragon, and the light. I have considered banning dresses that distract men's eyes and mind. Let women who would waste time in attracting men and find who would attract women be scourged until they know that only in perfect contemplation of the Lord, dragon, and the light can joy be found. Like, let's beat them all. Let's take their dresses. Let's put chastity belts on them. Let's, you know, he was just ready to be done with the whole idea. And it's, you know, the fault of the women, not the men for letting their eyes wander, but the women for wearing scandalous outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's very common to medieval law or even, uh, even strict, uh, was it Shira law? Um, in some Muslim um, Islamic communities, this is very much a common common thread that's found in different types of cultures. So, um, yeah, I think Jordan probably borrows from a lot of that. I mean, um, oh yeah, in this, but yeah, especially uh, with, with 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 you know, like with the fanatical, um, uh, you know, whether it's back to uh, medieval Europe and the way that women were treated because it's not in the eyes of the Lord and things like that. So, yep. Where, where he's putting, you know, Rand on a pedestal of a god. Yeah, yeah the god. The, the god. provider of light. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. He what's he- his, what is his source, though, like that equates that type of modesty with righteousness? Like even like Nynaeve was thinking earlier about how, you know, back in Shinara, in the bathhouses, yeah. The, the nudity and everything between the sexes, no big deal. And it wasn't an issue in that culture. It's not like uh, women even had to worry about it. Men didn't have to worry about women being attacked in Shinar because it, it just wasn't a thing. So like, where is he basing this He's- new morality on is he saw he saw Rand talking to Egwene and blushing because he didn't know how to talk to girls. I was like, oh, the Lord Dragon must not see girls then. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah it might, it's got to be something crazy like that. Either that or he got a hold of some <laughs> crackpot book from God knows how long ago and is totally misinterpreting it. But it's, yeah. I mean, I guess it just drives the point home that he is very radical at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't even fit in with, you know, his own people from his own culture in any way, shape or form. Like right. the ideology is totally different now. Yeah. And you can tell he starts to get a little upset uh, with Nadiv's, you know, back talking. Uno quickly, you know, first in, you know, interrupt saying like, you know, introduce her. This is Nadiv Almera of the Evans Field, the two rivers. It's whence the dragon, Lord Dragon comes. <laughs> oh, you wiped his ass. Yeah. yeah. You can and tell us stories of his childhood miracles. Yeah. And she's like, gets excited what? fast. Tell you about waiting. that time I slapped him upside <laughs> his fucking head because he's being a dumbass. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to hear that. The time you said he'd stop throwing rocks when he was five. Yeah. So let me, let me tell you something. Some of y'all probably already know this, but there are many books that were in existence that did not make it into the uh, Christian Bible. And uh, was it the Council of Nicaea where they decided what, what made the cut and what didn't? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so there are plenty that were out there. And I think some that have been recovered that actually touched on the childhood days of Jesus. And uh, from some of the ones I read, I guess it makes sense that it didn't make it into the canon because it doesn't really vibe with the rest of the message they're trying to put out. Like, right. Yeah. Before he actually became what he became in, you know, in the the Christian books. um, Yeah. It was a different, a different person altogether. So like, I I started thinking about that was when I was reading this, I was like, God, you're kind of assuming too much. Like, there was a defining moment, you know, really kind of end of where we read Eye of the World, where he's kind of transitioning, thinking like, oh, shit, this, you know, I have these powers and I might be it, right? But before that, he was just a dude. Yep. He was a dude that was kind of promised to a chick. With him. With, with Rand? Yeah, uh, they, they were hiding out they, in the mountains? Yep. In the, in the beginning in, of the Dragon what Reborn. What book was that? Beginning of the, the very beginning of the Dragon yeah. Reborn. Book two, right? No, book three. Very beginning three. of book three. Yeah. I'm off my book. It's okay. I, have the I don't even know what day today is. is. It's, <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I just, I think it's funny. Like, what was he born and automatically like, you know, talking to animals and. Yeah. Lotus <laughs> blossoms uh, flowered right. on his footsteps. And yeah. 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 So. <laughs> it was the last time they received a message from Rand kind of instructing them as to what they should be doing right now. Who, this Messina? is Rand's fault. I don't think Masiva's seen any, gotten any He's making this up all on his own. Exactly. Yeah. This is all Rand's fault. <laughs> it's all Rand's fault. Rand hasn't told him any of this stuff. Rand should have kept him on a short leash. She should have known better. Yeah. That's, I'd almost feel better if I knew that Masiva, like came across some book and this is where he's coming up with this shit. But it's just all so random. I mean, fast forward a little bit. We'll go, we'll go forward to come back to where we're at. Uno talking about how like no nah, he's just like forcing people into marriages and everything because like he he decided that, that that's the way that's what's proper like but where three hundred people get married at one where's time. he coming up with this like <laughs> I I don't know just make sure you give me a pretty one a- absolute power man absolute power he's just but just something pops in his idea pops in his head and he runs with it because <laughs> he has absolute yeah. power it seems more crazy and more unstable than that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think no, about, even even if I was like trying to be evil, if I had absolute power, like these aren't the things I would be doing. I, I don't know. I just seem, yeah. Maybe I'm different. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, coming back to where we were. So after Masima says, oh yeah, you know, you need to talk to everyone and talk about the miracles that accompanied him as a child. And Nadia goes, um, actually the Lord Dragon summoned me to tear. Um, Very so, smart. So I have to leave right away and we don't want to keep the Lord Dragon waiting. If he summons someone, I have to come right away. So I need a, I need a riverboat like yeah, yesterday. To, so to get there swiftly. Yeah. So um, I don't have time to talk to a crowd. I, I, I need to answer the call of the Lord Dragon. Yeah. Pretty smooth. It's one of those. This, I totally, I totally would like, Oh my gosh, I would love to do that, but no, I can't. Very Moraine like move. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. I was like, this is Moraine book one reincarnated. Yep. Like this is a very smart tactical decision. She actually held her temper for once ish. She like got her speech patterns together to where she seemed like she was really in desperate need to get with the Lord Dragon and help him be successful. And you know what? I was like, wow, like I almost believe her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, like she wasn't she is, full though. on lying, but it wasn't exactly the truth. And oh wait, yeah, that is a marine thing. Yeah, yeah. And for for all she knows, I I mean, does she know that that Rand's no longer in tier? I guess she knew Rand was leaving tier, but there's no, she has no idea what Rand is. But I guess she would assume he went back. No, she through the dreams with Egwene, she knows he's not. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he knows he knows he's not there. Yeah, So I guess let's just say a little stretch of the man. She does little white lie. Yeah. So. um after this, you know, uh, Masima re reluctantly agrees to find her a boat when he can. Because um, I'm not really in the boat business, lady, but I don't <laughs> know. People talk to me. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and once they leave, Uno and, and Reagan start to tell him about everything that's been going on with Masima since they arrived and talks about the woman that was speaking to him was the queen, um, was Aleandra, um, the, yeah. queen, the queen of Gilladon. Um, and uh, this is when they had the whole, you know, she's doing a horrible job. It's like, no, actually, no, I'm doing pretty smart. She's, doing, she's doing better than the last few predecessors. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it was some, four, four, four people. Yeah, this is the fourth person in yeah. 10 months. The first one didn't take him seriously. And yeah. then like another one tried to fight some other skirmish. One tried to fight him. Anyways, they all just ended up and feeling one miserably. Died, one, one died in a hunting accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the first died in a hunting accident right and then hey. uh, someone's poisoned someone yeah, um, yeah and and when when uno said hunting accident he winked with his bad eye yeah mm -hmm. hunting point. accident wink <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no that'd be with his good eye <laughs> with his bad eye that was bad eye gotcha gotcha yeah it's more um, of a twitch but <laughs> i think he dropped a couple of bloodies and mm -hmm. you know can't tell which end of the spear he was using apparently so huh. right yeah yeah uh and then you know um who, who's the politician that like shot somebody oh darn i know he's talking about too wasn't he dick in the Ch bush administration dick, yeah, dick cheney dick cheney, dick cheney. Yeah. dude you're going out in like these bright orange vests <laughs> like what do you half asleep see wrestling in the bushes bam oh. got him oh ah, damn it timmy <laughs> i didn't know you were taking a leak <laughs> that's it at least, uh, at least at least it was birdshot, right? Uh, that's a, uh, I guess. It's I still, guess. still yeah. ridiculous. Still hurts a lot. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, um, you know, she, so Alan, uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, 
Well, you yeah, we lifeguarded together. So, you know, when I tan, I have some like white spots on me and I have like mm-hmm. a really big white spot on my ankle that there's no pigment. So right. I'd be like tan everywhere. And then a couple of these bright white spots. Well, everybody always assumed, cause I don't have it like everywhere. It's just in these random spots. Everybody always assumed that on my ankle, it was a scar. So mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh my gosh, what'd you do to your ankle? And growing up, I always told a different story. And then eventually, like I settled on the story of, oh, it was a hunting accident. And that's what I would say. I was like, Oh, I was out hunting with my buddies and, you know, nature was calling really had an answer and I'm squatting next to a tree after I dug a hole and everything. And I'd taken my vest off. Cause you know, I like to get comfortable with pooping and, you know, wrestled. Mm-hmm. And then one of my friends thought, you know, something in the bush and bam, shot me in the ankle, whatever. That was like my go-to story for the longest time. And I got so good at it. Like people just started believing and like asking, oh, just oh my gosh. And then what? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just keep so, it going. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. telling my, my dad got shot with an arrow. <laughs> It sounds familiar. So he was out hunting with bows when he was a kid, and mm-hmm. um, and they were wearing like shoes without without laces on to make them look like moccasins, like they're <laughs> like they're Indians, you know, hunting you know, on the woods. Yeah, right. kids. And uh, his friend's uh, shoe was flopping like a flip flop because it wasn't tied on, so it kept on like <laughs> flopping down. So my dad took an arrow out, knocked it, and shot the back of his friend's shoe to the ground, like pretty good shot. So his friend tried to do the same thing to my dad, and he uh, shot his shoe mm, in twain. Yeah, and <laughs> the, the air went right through my dad's calf, um, <laughs> <laughs> like through and through. Like he had to actually pull it out, um, pull it through, and yeah. what? How do, yeah, how do you go home and tell your mom that he didn't? That's the whole thing. So like, apparently he went home. He got a bunch of bed sheets, wrapped it up until it stopped bleeding, and then threw away the bed sheets as neighbor's trash can. And it wasn't till like we were in high school and my grandmother was over and he told the story and my grandmother was just like face shocked. Like you did what? He's like, Oh yeah, I never told you. Like he never told anybody. Like literally was just had like wear long pants and just had a bad limp and just got to wrap oh up and, like, and wait for the no gangrene or something. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. hoping there's no infection. We might've been young enough. He didn't realize the risk there. Yeah, who's I think he was yeah, he would have been like a sixth grade or something like that. So eleven years old. All right. Okay. So last story. This is now totally irrelevant to the books, but it follows the train of what we were just talking about. Uh, there was one time we were playing on the ice in the pond near my house growing up. Uh, which if you remember Alan near Heritage High School, it wasn't really a pond. It was like a big water runoff drainage area, super nasty. Yeah. Froze over, we were playing on it. I fell through. We were not allowed to be on the ice. And mm-hmm. my my dad ran a tight ship in our house growing up so it's freezing cold out i get back to the house uh, like i'm not smart enough to strip down or warm up i just know i can't go in the house until my dad leaves and i have no clue when he's gonna leave so i'm sitting on a stump behind our shed just where i could peek around in the driveway hoping Mm. my dad would go somewhere and nearly died of hypothermia because by the time he left like three hours later i go inside and knock on the door i was like mom i fell in the ice and but yeah Mm. near-death experience terrified to tell the parents (laughs) yeah but it was you just made me think that so yeah exactly so um after all that was we was yeah we were were talking about all the different deaths um and then um, this line succession in the last three months. Um, and, and I guess that this is when we get to the whole marriage talk as well, um, you know, about the uh, the marriages and stuff like that. And um, yeah. 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 Even yeah, Nynaeve's having a hard time grasping what it is he's trying to accomplish. Like, uh, what are you going to do? Like, 
tell all the women they have to cover themselves up completely. What tell all the men they can't go to bars anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how do you keep men and women away from each other? He's like, well, actually he has a solution for that too. He's just forcing them into marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, he even mentioned like the, the playing of the game with the houses and he's like, you know, this is just the only direct answer there is to it. And that's just to tell everybody what they're going to do and make them do it, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we can see that there are players still trying to play. And then you throw in this random wild card and he is doing stuff to just create utter chaos and they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. As they're walking to the street, you know, um, you know, and Reagan do this whole thing, like, don't look back, don't look, but there's someone following us. It's a white click. <laughs> She looks back. I said, don't look back. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're smarter than that. <laughs> yeah. So, so she turns down the so alleyway. If somebody goes, whatever you do, don't look. The first thing you're going to do is look. look. <laughs> I'm curious. What do you yeah. want me to not look at? Oh, that? Okay. Whoops. I, I just looked at it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, she turns a corner, turns a corner in an alleyway. just takes a quick glance. It's like, oh. And she's like, all right, follow me. I'm in charge here. I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> Like completely like calm about it at this point. She knows a lot. So she's like, okay, um, we're just going to lead him, lead him down, um, you know, an alleyway. And that's how we end this chapter with Galat following. Not for long though. Now, was it, was it last recording or the one before where I was talking about how, as we're getting near the end of the book, Nynaeve's got to build her army. Can't just be her and Elaine. Got to be a little army to build around him. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel it happening? Feel it coming together? You think she's getting the prophets army or the, are the white cloaks? No, Uno and some of them, uh, oh, the... and his hood rat friends, like, oh, yeah. um, they're with Masima. Remember, they don't really they're care too really much for him. They're like, yeah. I'm just, I got, I'm getting my meals here, but, uh, yeah. we rather, yeah, yeah. We're, in, we're in the same platoon, but we don't really like him. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> we don't actually take him out on mission with us. He yeah. just kind of stays back and, yeah, clean stuff. We just tell him he's the king and, mm-hmm. and- <laughs> <laughs> kind of looking for an excuse to leave. Also, yeah. I feel this urge to protect you. So hey, when we now now we're a team. <laughs> yeah. It's it's coming together. Yeah. It's coming together. Slowly but surely. Yeah. Yep. So anything from this chapter? Nope. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Moving on to chapter 40, the wheel weaves. And we have the sunburst. Uh, symbol so yeah can i just say that was such a unique title the wheel weaves yeah mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. it's, it got me in the yeah. fields <laughs> they could have gone with choices and not been sarcastic this time because uh, she has choices <laughs> like I there's agree. actually choices she could make I completely agree on that one well it's it's funny because uh we i guess we did a chapter you weren't here Ian, with chris and the, the title was trapped and Chris is like, no one's really tra- trapped. He just has choices to make. And I was like, it's funny. The choices chapters are actually trapped. And the trap choices <laughs> is the extra choice. <laughs> yeah. Are you messing with us, Robert Jordan? I think you're messing with us. You're getting some insight into his little sense of humor. So. Yeah. He has <laughs> to get his kicks somewhere. He's like, I'm going to piss my wife off. We're going to call this one choices. <laughs> I bet you I bet you that's a little, uh, the chapter titles, probably something like the two of them kind inside of come joke. up together. And, like, it's like inside joke. They laugh together about it. I. Probably. That's how I see it. That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 What do you call this one, honey? How about choices? Because <laughs> they don't have any. <laughs> what do you call this one? Trapped. Because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, 
So um, we start with Nynaeve and Uno going down the alleyway. Um, and Galad follows him right into the alleyway, as Nynaeve thought. And uh, um, Uno and Regan try to shield Nynaeve from him, you know, and that kind of stuff. And, um, and Nynaeve makes a all bit, these decisions. A very, from- badass, a very badass moment, though. Yeah. But before, before they actually confront, you know, she tries to do this whole entire logic thing. Like, oh, he'll think I'm going to duck into some shop or, or in. So I'm just going to cut down these couple of alleyways and get away. And turns around, he's right there. He's like, yeah, I figured you'd do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, leave it to you to take the road less traveled. And uh, I, I love this this little you know this interchange though because Uno and Regan have their you know their their swords out, they're ready to attack, and Galad's just so nonchalant. I'm like, who do you think would have won? I think I think Galad, Galad, Galad would have destroyed him. I think Nynaeve's assessment was spot on. Like, uh, you know, she reflects to what Elaine's told man. her, and like, I don't know, he's supposed to be really good with a sword and everything, and the confidence that he has. Yeah. Like it's not arrogance. It's not like undeserved confidence. It's he's he's like, guys, I I don't need to kill you. I don't really want to. That's kind of not he's, what I'm here for. I just kind of want to chat. He was but I will he, kill you. He was described just shy of a blade master when he's you know, he's still training. So I mean, yeah. It, it, he's yeah. Yeah. The quote was simple. I do not want to kill either of you, Shinarin. Mm-hmm. It was period. There was no yeah nothing after that he's like someone else might have run into a shop or an inn but you never do what is expected will you let me speak with you there's no need to make me kill these men mm-hmm. so matter of fact yeah it was like in that and i want to say it bothered me but it didn't it was just like where's the credit to uno and his like war hardened one eye <laughs> self like what can we give this man some not kill I don't want to fight them. How about that? That would have been better. Like, yeah, I would have felt a little bit better. Like, as, as a Uno lover, not literally mm. the lover of Uno, but you know, somebody that cares deeply about him. That yeah. one eye, <laughs> that eye But anyway, as an Uno lover, mm. I would have at least appreciated a little bit less harsh tone. But see, this is what I get from Galad, though. I don't think there is tone. I don't think there's any emotion involved in that at all. There's no it's just a one-upsmanship. Fact, like- there's no, I'm, I'm not trying to posture here. I'm not trying to intimidate you. I'm literally just stating the facts. Like, this is yeah. what's in front of us. Let's not do this. Let's just talk. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think not even compares it to, like, a wolfhound and the pups. Like, yeah. like two pups and a wolfhound. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. Let's let me talk to her. <laughs> I don't want to, I need not to do anything with this. And they talk. <laughs> And Neve lets him through, like says it, let him through. And they kind of like look at her shocked and she's like, I know who he is. <laughs> like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Neve immediately asks him like, what are you doing in Gilladion? Claude's like, I should be the one asking you that. But since you asked, I'll answer you. I had, I had orders to go to Saladar and not even be like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like I care less about anything Galad's saying after that. <laughs> like, like, yeah. It's like the look on her face is just like utter shock like oh my god he just he just solved my mystery for me i've been yeah. trying to solve this for about a month now and here he is just nonchalantly and i mean again the wheel weaves yeah and yeah. so now we see kind of the inner workings of the wheel we have now this prophet that follows Rand in a very unique way looking to get them a boat to wherever they want to go and now she has the answers to where she really wants to go 
Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that the white cloaks are being called there, that's something concerning that we need to make sure that the blues are utterly aware of. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we know that there's, you know, it's on the verge of war in the outskirts of this little town they've created, but more white cloaks are on the way. So I feel like they've got an inclination that something's going on there that it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Then it's going to be our end of book battle. It's like the white cloaks versus the blues. Okay. Ooh. Mm. That'd be interesting. With some Shanarans. They're going to yeah. be there helping out. Yeah, yeah. true. That could happen. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And, and, but, you know, God didn't go because of the prophet, you know, it's kind of almost. So what would have happened if the prophet hadn't showed up, you know, the white cloaks would have went to Celadar and then who knows what would happen at that point. Um, Cause I don't know how effective the white cloaks actually are against much of I said, I, well, we've seen what one blue can do to a handful of them. Yeah. So, uh, and so if anybody's coming into this, uh, and they've only watched the TV show and they haven't read the books, like a scene like this, they might think, Oh yeah, they'd be pretty evenly matched or the eyes to die or are afraid of the white cloaks. Like they, in the show, they made the white cloaks seem are they a little more intimidating. Them? Yeah. They overpowered them early on. Um, Moraine by herself. I mean, how many did she take on when they were leaving? When she got all big and climbed over? at least three or four maybe yeah yeah and she did it with ease like really Mm -hmm. just intimidation not really truly fighting them so anyways i'd be intimidated too if i looked up and saw those legs i'd be like wow i don't know if intimidated is the word i would use i would be something there we go yeah giggity giggity um so so uh you know galad you know says he's been he's been worried sick about Elaine you know, wants to know where she is and and, <coughs> and he informs her that he will find passage for her and Elaine to Altara. Um and not even stunned by it. It's like, what you you're you'll find passage for us? Like you'll actually find a boat for us? It's like, yeah, as long as you go back to Caneland and <laughs> like but he makes he makes go. it clear like he has so naive senses, you know, um the conflicting priorities that he has in his life right now, but he sets her mind and our mind, the reader at ease, like, look, first and foremost, like there's, I'm not gonna let anything happen to my sister. Mm-hmm. Like her safety and well-being is above everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from a person like him, you know, you can believe that. Like right. if, if he was forced between a decision of staying loyal to the white cloaks and truly putting his sister at risk at this point, at least he would choose his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that, that's the vibe I get. That's what he says. And I, I believe him. He seems like the type. And I think Nynaeve was believing it, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. The, the wheel is a weave in here. Yeah. I mean, she swears, she even swears by his mother's name that they know what harm will come to them. Like they just need to get on the boat and get out of here. Cause I mean, they even mentioned that, you know, uh, I'm well, sure if it's not even mentions that is a little later that it's like a tinderbox that, I think it's later on that's mentioned, but like, yeah, things are about to go down there. I mean, there's tension and it's, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing we have to notice, he says, you know, it's kind of y'all's fault that I even joined the white clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he was pissed at the tower for just like putting so them directly in the mix off. with such little training and yeah. just throwing them out to the wolves and all about, uh, old Egwene and Elaine. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily in that order, but kind of yeah. in that order. Yeah. So you you you've said it, Alan, and some of the other guests have said it too about about this 
this cat here, like there's things that he does that you'll like, and there's things that he does that you won't like, but there always seems to be really solid reasoning behind mm-hmm. what he does. And right. maybe he doesn't have all the variables, but what variables he has, he makes pretty predictable, uh, you know, good decisions with it. You know, mm-hmm. when I was clueless as to like, why would he run to the white cloaks before? But that simple explanation of him being pissed at the white tower and his reasons why I'm like, actually, from that perspective, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like his sister that he cares about, Egwene, he obviously cares about just boom, thrown into the mix, no training, nothing mm-hmm. like how dare they sort of thing. That's a very good point. And and for a soldier who's committed to his kingdom, I mean, this is the next daughter queen. Like, Mm -hmm. that was more than just throwing his sister out there. She's the one to the succession of the throne. throne. It's big, big. Yeah. So, yeah. I I never thought about it that way. Yeah. And, you know, he asks, you know, where Elaine is, and Nynaeve's reluctant to tell him, but eventually does come through and says, yeah, we're with Found Lucas' show, and God's like, with the Menagerie? <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, with them? She's like, yeah, I bet you won't guess let what me, she's doing. Let me, throw you, let me throw you some coins so you can get to this swanky inn up here. Like, y'all need to get out of that mess. Yeah, it's like, I, I got money for you. We'll buy, I'll buy you a room. And Nynaeve's like, how do you think that'll look if a white cloak buys a room for two women? Like, you think that that'll yeah. go over well? Like, yeah, we've already drawn too much attention now but like, you're talking to me yeah right she has naive again on point like yeah every everything is falling perfectly into place but also at, at so every objection question. she has like the perfect response and reason why and it's all justifiable and all makes sense it's all coming right. together yeah so here my here's my question is is this because she is needed and this is taviran mm. because think about it what's about to happen taviran. she's about mm. to hop on a boat Get to the blues. I'm on a boat. Oh, see, and that's already that, you're already making assumptions there. In I'm the back of my head, I'm, I'm thinking we we might get we might get drawn into Camelin, which but would see, also I'm be a cool ending. She, to this she gets on the boat, she gets to the blues, and she's bringing all these Shinarian with her, and that kind of gives our our false dragon the the continuation of an army that's being built for him. Sure, she's coming with knowledge. She's coming as one of the two, one or two of the three most powerful Aes Sedai, though they're untrained. Mm-hmm. But potential-wise, yeah, you're right. Through the and roof. then she's bringing freaking the the she devil of a archer herself. Like, oh, that's right. I think this is going to be a really nice setup. And if they make it to the Blues, they're linking up with uh, who's their new captain that they just brought in. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh uh, shoot! What is this guy's name? Anyway, you know who we're talking about. The yeah, old, the old builder guy. guy that that is now the captain of. That the, would love to have Elaine in control, because you know, older he guy. loves her mother. Used to work for Morgays, yeah, and then got fired. Oh, tell tell her. No, no, the dude. Oh, that... Gareth Brand. Gareth Brand. Yeah, yeah, Gareth Brand. Brand. yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You guys. I knew it was a B, oh, but I was, sorry, I was sorry. gonna butcher it. Yeah, I'm trying to send a gif in chat while you guys talk. <laughs> right. So, th- th- anyways, I guess to your point, all these, all these factions, all these groups can are gonna come together come and together. create an awesome little mini army there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you have ran back over in the main or main part of the world, so they're all probably gonna what like. If, what if Galad gets pulled into, you know, what if they do get redirected again 
back towards solid solidara solidara whatever mm-hmm. salabara and and you know galad's <laughs> salad bar yeah and galad's riding up front with the white cloaks and he's like part of the initial charge and he looks and he sees his sister and he sees uh we say gareth Bryn, and then like he's gonna have a real big gut check like wait a minute i feel like i'm facing the wrong direction right now yeah, yeah. that'd be crazy yeah mm. Mm. yep so you think that's gonna that's just that's, that's, that's be showdown and galah's gonna go through this whole entire moral dilemma no okay no no, no my mind was just all over the place that was a very squirrel moment for me sure i'm, I mean, I'm still holding cool, out and i could see it happening but I don't see it happening. Right I now, there's see a, them all getting together. There's potential for all sorts of craziness happening here. And there's still, you know, I mentioned when you started going down that train of thought, Chris, I still think there's potential that maybe they do get directed towards Camelin. And maybe it's more me wanting it. There's no evidence of it. I want it to happen because I want more gays to get saved. Uh, I guess it'd be cooler if Tom did the saving, but. Well, no, Tom's with them, so that would yeah, be cool. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, At this man. point, we this could go over, any direction. I'd we have over <laughs> three hundred pages left in this book. Like, yeah, I but two hundred ninety-four of them, he's describing the flowers and the trees and <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's calves. <laughs> we got about three pages of action left. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sure. So, uh, so <laughs> after after this whole entire interchange, they they leave, and Nadiv goes back to the menagerie menagerie uh, grounds and elaine and brigitte run out um and say that you know they've been looking for her that everyone's freaking out because she disappeared there's so many rumors that some bald guy got you and blah blah, blah. and he's like no i mean i went to go talk to the prophet and i saw galad and i saw that and they're like so you're telling me all this stuff happened and like they're all looking at her like she's crazy and she's like i mean that's what happened and i figured out where we're supposed to go so yeah it was yeah. like you know we thought you'd been kidnapped by a bald man or you'd run off with him after giving the chanel and a kiss and val and lucan's upset because you clearly like rough men and you got tom upset because you left without him and you yeah. and she's like but i did a good thing yeah. and and some quick validation from elaine like wait wait uh glad said what okay uh-huh. well then that's what he's gonna do yeah, yeah. like if he if he whether his intentions are different or whatever, it doesn't matter. He said he's going to do that. Yeah. You can trust it. He's going to go to ship. So, Swam mama. Yeah, you, you, you could bet on that. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, he's loyal to his queen. And, 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 and I think they're even surprised that he, she even called him his brother for like first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because this is certainly a, an interaction with him where it's like, again, he's doing it for different reasons, mm-hmm. but because it's playing so perfectly into what our characters need it's like okay he's being yeah. a cool dude but he's not being a cool dude he's just he's just still being him it just happens to be working out for us right now so who well that's why i asked is this a tavira moment like is Rand needing them all to pull together finally yep yeah i i, mean, I know it's not i know it's not in the books reunion. i know it's not in the books but i i, I don't see how our girls are not tavirian we, we did skip over one part as well so before oh, yeah. she went back to the to the grounds, she did have that conversation with uh, Uno and Reagan about them coming to help, and that's when they said, "Yeah, so all fifteen of us will come." He's like, "Wait, wait, 15? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uno's like, "I mean, you, you can have any food on that boat? You can bring food, right? Yeah, yeah. bro, bros, she got she's, food. She's like, Let's go. Shucks. I gotta, I gotta feed all these people. We'll yep. figure this out as we go along. 
Yeah. We'll have to steal a little bit. But we'll make do. We'll make do. But again, at this point, she can't she can't turn the help away, especially a group that she can trust. Yeah. Which I, I think she certainly can with with Uno and, and these guys. So mm-hmm. Yep. So while they're ha- while she's having this conversation with all of them, she realizes that they're just walking back casually towards where she's supposed to perform with Brigida. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, wait. And she looks around, there's a whole crowd. She's like, oh crap. <laughs> Uh, they like led her like the sheep to the slaughter yep it's like when you casually walk in late to a class because you overslept and then you look around and you're like ah shit we're taking a final today <laughs> Did, i wasn't ready for this was at all ready. i should have skipped <laughs> and wrote some excuse <laughs> this is not gonna be good <laughs> I really need to start writing these things down, set an alarm. When, Oof. <laughs> it's it's not as funny anymore because Ian actually has hip problems now, but in high school, this is when Ian stands up in the middle of class and goes, my hip, my hip. <laughs> like, Ian, sit down. I can't. I can't. Oh, my it hip. Hurts. That's what this is. This is karma this for, is karma for telling Miss Redeska I can't sit down in her class. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she said she could call my parents, I told this crazy story about how i don't have any and i just live with my pet snake which is way older than me so i guess technically that's my parent and it, it just got ridiculous remember, yeah i got kicked out of class yeah I remember, uh, so, what's, so what we're looking for miss redesca <laughs> i just remember like she's an english teacher and we were talking about rhyming or something like that in one class and she's like she's like yeah there's one thing that's great about my name is nothing rhymes with redesca and immediately in goes fresca fresca redesca <laughs> 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 She's beat red and like, oh my gosh. And never the whole thought class of that. is like, oh. Fresca, Fresca. Not only the rest of the year, but the next year, <laughs> everybody called her Fresca, Fresca Redesca. Redesca. It never went away. <laughs> and okay, so what was even better is she was a brand new teacher, young, right out of college. Uh, and she was great. She was nice and all, did a good job, but she was a smoker and her anxiety got to her. And you could tell in between classes, she would run out and smoke and then run back in. So in the beginning of every class, she'd be a little chill. And if you just slightly push your buttons all through the class, by the last 10 minutes, she's ready to freaking explode. Like that bell rings and she would open the door and be the first one out the door. (laughs) The rest of us are like, dang, where are you going, Fresca? We had Miss, um, I won't say her her name because she's still teaching in the school systems. Um, But my senior year, I had a teacher who just like outright guys i smoked so much pot this weekend and <laughs> i drank so heavily at the frat party she's a william and mary grad by the way she's Go like, trab. i'm pretty sure i got a ticket for peeing beside a car don't be like me i mean completely <laughs> hung over glasses <laughs> on hat on like she was done for we loved her for it she was the best teacher that's She's fantastic shit like she wanted college level work done as 11th grader she's like you didn't cite that well we did the best we're not doing mla here we're doing apa here you need to get out of this mla like she was on point but oh, yeah. she yeah. was either high hungover or half past drunk yeah 50% of the apparently time. intellectually still high functioning though so yeah oh. Yeah. good for her for finding that balance Don't, the only thing i remember from mr deska's class now i've been mentioning it is that we had to write a eulogy <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and we had to go present it in front of the class and i got up there and i just read his name was robert paulson 
Yeah. His name was Robert. And like, I got like three lines in the whole class is chanting. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> She's trying to get you to quiet down. And when you stop, everybody else is still going. Still going. <laughs> From Fight Club. <laughs> How did you pass these classes? I don't know. <laughs> I semi feel bad because she was a good teacher. Like when she, she took was. the time to teach and we took the time to listen, which that rarely right. happened at the same time. But in those few moments where those lines intersected, like we learned, yeah. she was great. That just didn't happen very often. <laughs> it was chaos. It was. Everything, that whole school, high school's chaos. Like it was just, yeah. Anyway, good times. <laughs> um, I, I, I so, yeah. So back to the book. So Nanif's walking back down uh, this line. Um, and she's it's like deep in her thoughts, like as she's pacing her way down, like not even really thinking about it. It's not even until she like gets up into the fence and like positions herself. And she's like, I kind of don't want to, the first arrow just like flies right past her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Zoom. and she can't even think anymore before the next one. You know, next thing she knows, she's like, you know, riddled all around her with arrows and the whole crowd is cheering and rushing towards Brigida. And now he's like, what about me? Like, <laughs> What's crazy was it's almost like she was having a full-on conversation with Elaine and herself at the same time. Uh-huh. And it's like, soup past the right <laughs> wrist. Soup to the left wrist. A wrist, excuse me. Yeah. And then after that, like, I could see, I, I, I know how I would be. I'm a pretty good-sized guy, but I get a little nervous when things are hurled at me, especially when I can't see because she was like, the sun was in her eyes. So at least it means it wasn't in Brigida's eyes, which means she wasn't even seeing this woman losing the arrows. Like it was just it's like coming out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, and you better be frozen and not move and mess up her shot. Exactly. And she's like, like what if you sneeze? Feeling weak or something? Oh my god, no! There's no way. Yeah, I get so weak in the knees, I can hardly breathe. I lose all control, and something takes over me. That's what she was singing. Yeah. <laughs> Why these arrows make me weak? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. She oh, shot me right under my knee. <laughs> I remember we tried to convince my little brother to put an apple on his head so we could shoot it off with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Do you remember this? And like he came out and like we had a target. It was going to happen. Up. We had the target set up in a, like a hay bale and he went over there and he's like, like all of them were in the bullseye and there was one off. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not a tin were there. <laughs> you got a 90% chance this is gonna end a okay. Yeah. <laughs> just just one I was a little bit twitchy on, so well, let's go ahead and put you up with the, yeah. with the app on your head and see what happens. Uh but, yeah, we didn't actually do it, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Close yeah. After this, and Eve hurries back to her wagons, and that night Uno comes to speak to her. Um, and um, yeah, she tells him uh, to try to make Masima and Galad find the, both of them, find a boat, whoever can, as soon as possible. Working both angles. Yeah, I like it. Bed without mm-hmm. dinner, you know, she was nervous. Oh, yeah, she mm-hmm. was. So, and that's how we end this chapter. Yeah, that is it. That's it. Anything we missed or any predictions you guys have about where the girls are going from here? I mean, obviously, maybe on a boat somewhere. On a but boat. On a boat. You got my on word as to what's going to happen. Like, boom, they make it to the blues. Boom, there's a little mini army here. Mm-hmm. Who they're going to fight, I don't know. I want to say the 
white cloaks, but we also know that uh, Magedian's out there trying to feel her way around. So, yeah. And I guess it's still possible that things pop off there before they get a chance to get on a boat. That's true. True. Um, yeah, Magedian's so many... shop before they. I, I, like I said earlier, though, any way to unfold. The next chapter, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, what is it? Yeah, tell and us the next chapters. Yeah, well, first we have favorite characters. Wait, wait, wait. Back up one more time. Uh, did we mention, in case anybody was wondering how dreamy Galad was, that even with all this going on, there was a moment where she was like, I just, he's so dreamy. Not dreamy. That's the and, th- and then it went on with the story, like, every time <laughs> we run into him, somebody has the internal monologue. Gosh, why do I, why am I sweating? And like, my heart's beating. And oh, wait, he's dreamy. He's so dreamy. Yeah. So there was a little bit of that, in case you were wondering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Even in the midst of all the mess. Yep. Yep. So favorite character. Favorite character. Um, who's your favorite character? Uh, gosh. What's our profits? Most amusing was Uno. He definitely cracked me up. Yeah. I loved every bit of him. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the easy answer, but deserving and, and say naive. Um, just for quick, all the reasons we've her quick comebacks and yeah, just every, she, was, she was so on point in all these chapters. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she did great, and and you gave her a lot of kudos early on, Chris. And so for all those reasons, okay. go naive. I did, but what is our Masima? Masima, Masima. This guy, this guy. I, I want to give him his props. He went from like average soldier to king of kings. Yeah, yeah. Like just he's like queens. He's killed three, three people that's supposed to be on the daggone throne. Wink, wink. They had a hunting accident, exactly. bro. He, yeah. Fortunately wink. enough, three people that were supposed to be on the throne are all dead. The fourth is literally kissing his backside. The man gets whatever he wants to eat and only eats soup and bread. He lives a lowly life, even though he could live like a king. And he's fully committed to seeing the Dragon Reborn worshipped as a, a god on Earth. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I wouldn't great. call it rags to riches, but from a power perspective, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's just, he has risen. like For no reason. Mm-hmm. Other than he was told to. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and we didn't really focus on this. Nynaeve had like a taken aback moment. Like, you know, the... Early on, the white cloaks were always talking about walking the light. The light is the light. Walking the light lights the way. Only the light. Blah blah blah. And then Masim is like, "No, the only way to the light, the only light there is, is the dragon, dragon. reborn. Like mm-hmm. that's where the source of the light is." And Nynaeve is like, "This is weird. This is like a blending of these concepts." And plus, in her mind, Rand is still Rand. Like it was yeah. such an odd <laughs> moment. But yeah, that yeah. was weird. Exactly. Rand is the light in the way. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> we're so talking the same person here and Masima just yeah. made all this shit up on his own like what exactly. we were talking this isn't coming from Rand Masima just made it up so Masima's my favorite character of these. he shows. came up with a flying spaghetti like, monster and everybody's like oh hell the flying spaghetti monster it's like it's like if people that like, grew up with me like and I and I tell them that like my brother became a doctor like wait your your brother uh-huh. <laughs> like that Which one, one? <laughs> is it one we forgot about <laughs> that one that oh. <laughs> kid but you yeah. made it yeah flying spaghetti monster something uh, good good to pick chris i like it he does deserve that thank you craziness yeah, yeah. 
So next time we'll be doing chapters 41, 42, and 43. Um, Going on to the meaning of life. Of life. So the craft of Ken Tover. Taviv. 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 Kafifi. Kafifi. Um, I don't know if it's pronounced Frenchy or if it's just Tavera. Tavera. <laughs> Tavera. Tava. And then uh, before the arrow um, is chapter 42. And 43 is this place this day. Ooh. I'll meet you at high noon. I will this tell you they're all random match chapters. So I'll give that oh, away to you. This place, this all right. So same day. again. What was the first one? The craft of Ken Tover was just probably some ancient form of using a staff. Okay. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Before the arrow. This is definitely. Oh, I got nothing. Mm. And this place, this day. That's when Rand is finally recognized as the Karakarn. And maybe the um, one before that is where they finally kill what's his face. Cool it in. Cool it in. Yeah. yeah. This place, this day, it might be uh, uniting what's left of the Aiel with the Karianans. Are they the tree killers? Yeah, the Karianans. Yep. Like somehow he finds a way to bridge that where now they're, they're unified together in, in this fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And that's where he brings it all together. Yeah. Interesting. Unless that is the final showdown with the other Aiel dude. It's his yeah, face. Cool it in. Because it does kind of sound like, you know, high noon, okay, corral sort of thing. Yeah. Let's draw down, bro. Yeah. We're going to be on this place at this day. <laughs> exactly. This town ain't big so, enough for the both of us. You know, it'd be one drag car. car. Just like some time traveling is about to happen. Ooh. Oh. Some time traveling. Okay. Lord, I was born so this time is, traveling, this is, man. This is when the aliens come on this place this day, you know. And, yeah they land on the pyramids uh-huh. through some landing platforms for them yep and they come out and yeah yeah that's crazy anyway so um anything else before we, we finish it up no okay so how it can be found is at the wheel reads on instagram twitter facebook tiktok and youtube sometimes um we could also be found on our website at thewheelreads.com uh, where you can find links to all sorts of stuff like our Discord server. Uh, come hang out and you can win more stuff there because I do giveaways on that too. Um, and also you can find links to our merchandise um, where you can buy stuff and support us that way. But the best way of supporting us monetarily at least is through Patreon. So you can find links to that as well. Um, and become a patron. Uh, we love all our patrons. We love all our listeners too, but our patrons a little more. <laughs> it's a different kind of love. It's a different kind of love. Yeah. yeah. It's a different Giggity. kind of love. I mean, um, and then, you know, we also do um, um, uh, love our listeners a lot. And thank you guys for to everyone for just listening to us uh, and sticking with us over the years. I'm still amazed by it. <laughs> so, yes, thank you. Baby, I'm amazed. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's all I got. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.